Call or text the team line at 970-242-1340. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Thanks for joining us, Jim and Kay from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Heard among the boys losing the grade eight last night. Montrose girls play Roosevelt in the grade eight tonight over on the monkey. Wishing the best to Steve Skip and the Montrose Red Ox girls. They take on Roosevelt tonight. Yep. Likewise to Mike Big and Plateau Valley boys. They have Wiggins tonight in a 2A regional play up in Colburn. Got a text from Bird Dog over at Bird Family Insurance. Good morning, Bird Dog. How are you? Well, Jim, your 83 state champions continue the last Fruit of Boys basketball state champs. Bummer for the current team, just too big of a hole, but a bright future. Agreed. And look, there's no, and I, I said this to Michael Wells. I mean, there's, there's, we're not like the 72 Dolphins. We don't pop champagne every year. Guys that I played with, like TJ Dickerson and Darren Spomer and, Guys like that, we don't we don't get together. We we didn't get together last night and pop the champagne when when the Wildcats lost. We lo- we would we would love to have company at Fruit Monument with another state champion in boys basketball. That'd be fantastic. Hope was hoping it would happen this time. Unfortunately, didn't happen. But who knows next year? Who knows? Who knows? But they they lose some valuable pieces. Max Orchard. Third leading score in that uh, that first game where they beat Highlands Ranch. He only had five points, but he had 16 rebounds. And all of his five points, two-point field goal, three free throws came late in that game. And um, and that was a huge, huge lift for that team with his performance and that opening win against Highlands Ranch where they had to come from 14 down in the first half. They're going to miss him. Yep. Lucas Weaver's been a really good piece off the bench. Now Lucas will focus in on on baseball season, which is his number one stock and trade. But uh, he was a really valuable piece off the bench as well. And so they're they're going to miss some some good players. And um, Isaac Belknap played a lot of minutes off the bench in that backcourt as well. Uh, Mason Lopez. But uh, you got, obviously, DT's back who played great last night, and he's been fantastic during this state tournament run, Jet Wells and Wilson Sigmund. So you got three or five starters back, uh, which is a really, really good thing if you're Michael Wells. Uh, Let's see. Robert. um, Life sucks. Everett gives Coach Wells a wonderful opportunity to teach life's lessons to keep the chin up with a stiff upper lip. Buckeye did a wonderful job. I didn't need TV. Buckeye made me feel like I was there myself. Have a grand weekend. He did an outstanding job yes. last night, no doubt. Uh, let's see. Central made the Final Four in 97-98. Okay. I'd forgotten about Central getting there. I, I remember Junction got to the Final Four in 94. So, Kenny, I'll take your word for it. I'll have to go back and look. Because, unfortunately, Max Preps doesn't go back back quite that far 
Mm-hmm. But the team people remember the most at Central was the 89-90 team that went 25-0 and and won it all. But I appreciate you uh, popping that in this morning. But for Fruitits, they have not had a team go as far as this team has gone. And, um, of course, all the way to the, the state title back in 83. All right, uh, 804, Jim along with uh, Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. So we'll have uh, Warren the World's Tyler Franzen coming up in a little bit. Yes. Uh, we'll also, uh, I believe we'll have Jackson Wilson in today. Not entirely sure. We will find out. It'll be it'll be fun for all of us. Jackson comes in today. We always have a good time talking hockey with Jackson Wilson over at River City Sportplex and our Mav Spotlight uh, with uh, Mavericks uh, post player Ethan Menzies that uh, Tyler did. We'll have that coming up later on this hour. All right, it is time to go around. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, start things out with the Broncos. That uh, Sean Payton and the Broncos staff out in Indianapolis, they have met with the big three quarterbacks at the NFL Scouting Combine. That is, of course, one Caleb Williams, along with Drake May and Jaden Daniels. So now it's, they met with them. They're going to trade up. They're going to try to get one of these guys. Everybody does their due diligence. Everybody's playing poker. Come on. It's the NFL. You talk to everybody. You're there. Why not? Because you never know. You never know what might happen. Unlikely that any three of those guys will be where the Broncos are at at number 12. Insanely unlikely. Does Denver trade up? Are they willing to give up a first-round pick next year? Because that's probably what it's going to take. We'll see what happens. So the Broncos, according to reports, have met with also Michigan's J.J. McCarthy, who's Ooh. got a lot of developed. Sorry, was that a loud? Nuts. <laughs> yeah, that was that was your that was your that was my outside my head voice. Your outside your head voice expressing less than. Ex- you know, excitement for J.J. McCarthy, and I, I, I agree with you on that. 60 yards. J.J. Uh, McCarthy, Oregon's Bo Nix, Washington's Michael Penix Jr., and Tulane's Michael Pratt. And there's been a lot of talk about Pratt, maybe in the second round, that that's a possibility if Denver goes a different direction with their first pick in the draft. Something that was kind of an interesting tidbit uh, that got brought up, Michael Penix Jr. did a little presser afterwards talking about his meeting with the Broncos and said that one of the things that was kind of unique about his meeting with the Broncos that was different than kind of some of the other meetings he's had is the showing of all of his bad plays and how he would seeing not only what he what he picked up but what he kind of how he would react to being shown hey you did this wrong hey you did this wrong hey what was this it's fascinating to see the kind of insight about what these meetings look like and how Denver's approach is different. And also, I can totally see Sean Payton in these meetings going, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? You suck at this. You suck at that. Because that just seems like the kind of guy he is. Yeah, that's... Show everything yeah, yeah. that you did wrong, and let's see how you react to me bullying you. Yeah, let's do that. Again, sorry, outside my head voice. The, the man's a harsh critic. I think we we all we all know that about Sean Payton. He's he's a bit of a taskmaster, and he's probably going to 
certainly express that to his future quarterback about what. And look, if I'm those guys, oh, I, I'm I actually welcome that. No, and, I do. I I welcome the criticism of a guy that they coached a team to a Super Bowl victory, coached a future Hall of Famer in Drew Brees. I, I know awesome. what you're saying. I, I I know what you're saying that she, and, it, it kind of feels like you're, you're you're you know they're a punching bag for Sean Payton. But if I'm one of those players, I I, I do I welcome that because I I want to know what I want to get as much input as I can from anybody that's had success in the league. And Sean and, Payton is a guy that's had outstanding success in this league. And, and let me be clear, that was exactly what Michael Penix Jr. said. He's like, I like that. I like that. That was kind yeah. of the. The atmosphere. I just again, my my uh, inner thoughts. One, it, it just it's it seems like that's the classic. That would if you ask if you told me, hey, Sean Payton went into meetings with prospective rookie quarterbacks and showed them all their crappy plays. Would you be surprised? The answer is no. The answer is no. But I would I, not I'm, be surprised. But I'm going to venture a guess. So they probably also showed plays that, like, I, I love, you know, I, I love the, you know, how you you went through your progression. You you, you checked the backside of the play, saw, you know, saw the tight end open on the backside. Because if it's anything like, like with John Gruden, with his quarterback segment he used to do on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And he would show the good plays and the bad plays. And because that's how you get better, and I, you know, I don't know if Sean Payton does it with the same sense of humor. And I was like, Gruden, he's was not a, playing to the camera. Gruden, like, why'd you make that throw? What was, what was that? What were you seeing there? I mean, he would he would give whoever he. Why was didn't you through. run Spider Two Y Banana there? Exactly. Chief. He would he would look. He would he go. You know, I love I love this throw right here. And he would he would say the positive things. But then he'd be like, what, what were you thinking on that throw? What were, where, where was that going? And then that put that young quarterback in a spot to explain, yeah, that, that I, I just didn't read the play right. I thought this was happening. And then that's where Gruden could say, well, no. You know, now you realize what you did wrong. And I, I, I personally, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And, and I, think look, it's, I think that's a good thing to do, not a bad thing. That's, I, that's my take. I think it's a unique approach. And, and, and I think if it, if it works... It works. Again, my my broader point is just I'm not surprised that that's the route Sean Payton yeah, I'm, took first. But I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm going to defend Sean Payton on that. I'm okay with that. But there needs to be the good and the bad, though. And I, and I would assume Sean would, was showing plays that were, this is what I like about what you do. I like this particular play. I like, I like the way you read that particular defense. And I, I just, I, I just think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. But there's gonna be, it can't be all, all bad play after bad. You know, well, he sucked here, and that sucked, and that was terrible, and that, that was a horrible throw. And there's got to be the good and the bad. Anytime you critique somebody, it can't always be bad. Right. Everything can't be. You suck. You don't know what you're doing. Your footwork's lousy. You're, you know, you got to work on your mechanics. Everything can't, everything can't be bad. There's got to be the, the, hey, here's some good things that you did, and here's some things that need to get a whole lot better, particularly if you're going to thrive and, and, and be an elite quarterback in this league. Right. So according to other reports, and well, this is from Mike Kliss, Broncos unofficial mouthpiece, Nine News, that uh, George Payton had referenced that they had met with J.J. McCarthy, your favorite quarterback. 
And according to a lot of reports that he's kind of the favorite right now. I which why? <laughs> which to me, once again, here's my take on everything from the combine. Do not believe everything you see and read. It's like living up to the draft. Don't believe everything you see and read and everything you hear. We don't know. Because they talked to J.J. McCarthy a couple of different times, because Sean Payton says something nice about J.J. McCarthy, it doesn't mean that that's who they're going to draft. The draft, the combine, all this. This is one big, long poker game that everybody plays. That's what it all is. I'm not going to show my hand. I'm not going to show you who I want. I'm going to tell you fact, guys, that I, I really don't have an interest in. And sometimes, some teams are just, they're very honest about it. Right. This is the guy we like. This is the guy we want. We're going to trade up and get him. We hope he's available. Most teams don't do that. Most play it very close to the vest. There's a lot of subterfuge. There's a, there's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of, well, sure like that guy. And they're like, that guy sucks. We did not want him. We actually want so-and-so, who they don't say much about. Or the, or the comments are, well, yeah, it's just, still raw. It's just raw. You know, need, you know, needs to improve in certain areas, regardless of the player. And Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt, he, he said at the Senior Bowl that he had interviewed with the Broncos a couple of times, interviewed at the Combine as well with Denver. A lot of things about Pratt that are fairly impressive. Is a is good at at reading defenses, can make pretty much most of the throws. Got a quick release, not not Caleb Williams athletic, but a good enough athlete. And of course, being in New Orleans, playing at Tulane, you know, there's there's that that connection back to the Big Easy for for Sean Payton. Oh yeah, and those that he knows, folks down there that watch Pratt. And can give him more insight on, on the development of one Michael Pratt. Pratt does, but he's he's not a first round guy. He's gonna be a second round guy. We're, we're we're in the second round, high second round, maybe. Well, and that's the thing is, I worry about like a kind of Drew Locke repeat, right? Where you think, oh, this guy is a, a potential second rounder with a lot of upside. Not enough upside to where you take him in the first round and you take that risk. But if you get him in the second round, you know, he could be a serviceable backup or even a serviceable starter if need be. But if you're taking a guy in the second round thinking that at some point he might be your starter, okay, fine. But he's got to marinate. He's He's got to develop and Lord knows... There's been plenty of quarterbacks that have come through that, oh, they just need time to develop. Well, you know, you can develop either under, like, say, an Andy Reid, or you can develop under a Josh McDaniels. <laughs> and, and, and and not develop, actually regress. And and everything in between. And, you know, you either... Well, you, in the case, I should say, in, the, in fairness, McDaniels, as a head coach, regress. As, yes. As an offensive coordinator, that was not the case. Because, all, because he had Tom Brady, That's, who was who was a uh, fairly finished product, though 
that that was a perfect guy for him to work with. Guy that already one of the all-time greats, if not the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was more just tweaking maintenance, not full, you know, tear it down to the studs, got to rebuild the guy, young player. That there was a that's a finished product. Yeah. When you're talking about Tom Brady. Tom. Tom. So another area that the Broncos might look at. Might. Is tight end. And Brock Bowers had an interview with the Broncos, met with them yesterday. He was asked how it went. It went well. What he is he asked, supposed to say? He was asked if he was the idea of playing for the Broncos. I would be excited. Again, <laughs> what is he supposed to say? I have no interest in playing for those guys. A bunch of clowns. I have no interest in playing for them. He, he, he walks out and he goes, so uh, how'd your interview go? That sucked. I have no, I have no, I do not want to play for that coach. And this whole guy's thing off. is a travesty yeah. and a sham and a mockery. It's a travesty sham mockery. It's an area that Denver really needs help. Absolutely. As we saw last year. Sorry, Adam Troutman's not going to get it done. Adam Troutman's a nice backup. He's a nice third third string, second string guy, maybe. Greg Dolchich, his future. Who knows? Who knows? You got to be able to, you have to stay healthy, and he's not been able to. And so the, the piece in The Athletic talks a lot about Sean Payton and, and when he was with the New York Giants, they drafted Jeremy Shockey, who, uh, of course, was a big impact tight end for the Giants, and then played for Sean Payton in New Orleans later on in his career. Benjamin Watson, the development of, of, of Watson, of, of, of Jimmy Graham. I mean, Graham got traded to Seattle. And then Benjamin Watson, who had been with the Patriots, got you know 74 passes, 825 yards, and six touchdowns. And he put up very, very pedestrian numbers with the Patriots and had his best seasons playing for Sean Payton. And so for the Broncos, the tight end group produced fewer receptions, 39, receiving yards, 362, than any other team in the league last year. It was the worst group of tight ends in the league last year. What? I'm shocked. I know. You're stunned by that that revelation. I mean. But it's true. And so could Brock Bowers potentially... Be a guy the Broncos draft. He's very Travis Kelsey-ish. If you watch Brock Bowers play at Georgia, put him in the slot, play him to the numbers, can play in line. He's he's a guy that would have he would have. I'm gonna say he's Travis Kelsey, but if you watched him play at Georgia, there's a lot of similarities. His ability, his ability to to get in space and make plays. Tough matchup for safeties. Tough matchup for a linebacker. And he played hurt a lot last year at Georgia. Played hurt a, a good chunk of the season. And and still put up outstanding numbers last year for Georgia. So, uh, to me, if, if they drafted Brock Bowers... I'd, I'd be okay with I'd that. Be, I'd, be thr- I'd be thrilled. Hopefully he can stay healthy. But like I said, his ability to play through injury was impressive last year at, at times because he there were there were times he definitely could tell was was limited with some some lower body issues uh, last season. All right, eight twenty. Jim along with uh, 
cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. It's around the NFL this morning. So a couple of other things. I just I just have to do this story just because I have to say the name. Okay. Kool-Aid McKinstry. Yes. Who could very well, who knows, might end up playing with his fellow Alabama alum, Patrick Zutan the, the second. Maybe. Maybe. That uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that uh, the Alabama corner, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kool-Aid McKinstry. His uh, medical check this week showed that he has a Jones fracture in his right foot. Ouch. So he will not be doing on-field work at the Combine. My question is, who's Jones? Oh, yeah. Kool-Aid McKinstry. <laughs> the only thing would, okay, the only thing that would be more perfect... Mm-hmm. Would be mm-hmm. Kool-Aid McKinstry going to the Chiefs. With Big Red. With with Andy Reid. AKA. Oh yeah. AKA the Kool-Aid. Not, man. not that not that I want that to happen. No. But it would seem just logical, wouldn't it? The Kool-Aid McKinstry and Andy Reid together. Would make it you know you know Kool-Aid would have to jump on that. Absolutely. Would absolutely have to jump on. An Andy Reid, Kool-Aid McKinstry commercial. I'm surprised that he hasn't already gotten an NIL deal in Alabama for Kool-Aid. Not that I'm aware of, but I think if I'm Kool-Aid, I certainly would have done that. Maybe Kool-Aid needs to develop some kind of sports, Kool-Aid sports drink. I don't know. Do they they have something? I don't think they have anything like that. Uh, here, Here it is. Well, so first of all, Unsurprisingly, according to On3, McKinstry boasts a partnership with the flavored drink brand holding a $758,000 annual value. Yeah, it's got to be a tie in there with Kool-Aid. How could you not? not? With that name, how could you not get an NIL deal with with Kool-Aid? Now, the, the question you had... Um... Does Kool-Aid make a sports drink? The answer is no, but according to Reddit, if you take Kool-Aid and add salt, you basically get Gatorade. Okay. So there you go. The more you know. And Kool-Aid's not his actual name, by the way. It's a nickname, but... But you know how he got the name by drinking a lot of Kool Aid. No, no, had nothing to do with that. By breaking, I mean, not, not, about, not about drinking it. By breaking through a wall and shouting, "Oh yeah, oh yeah!" As a baby, his grandmother gave him the nickname Kool Aid because his smile reminded her of the Kool Aid Man. Aww. <laughs> All right, that's cute. Gaquincy McKinstry is his. Given name. Want to run run that by me one more time? Gaquincy. G-A. G-A. Quincy. Is it, Ga- is it J- maybe Ja-Quincy? Maybe it's J- It's G-A. G-A. It's not Ja. It's Ga. It's a G. Maybe yeah. it's Ja. I don't know. Ja. Maybe, 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 it is, maybe it's Ja-Quincy. I've just always heard him call the Kool-Aid. You know, call Kool-Aid, so... I didn't realize that that he actually had a real given name. A government name? Yeah, they called him Kool-Aid. Like, sweet. Literally. There we go.
It's David Kool-Aid. It's fantastic. All right, uh, A24. Who knows? Maybe it'll uh, be PS2 and Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Bronco secondary. Just don't get any Kool-Aid in your PS2 because then it's not going to work anymore. No, it's, that's a very bad idea. Don't do that. Don't don't spill Kool-Aid on your PS2. Or any beverage for that matter. Yeah. So it's not good for any of them. PS2 to PS5. It's not good. That's okay. That's the thing that... Oh, I know it's not Wednesday, but I have a momentary whine here. A file a complaint I'm Friday. So t- I bought a PS4 a couple of years ago. Okay. Okay. And now all of a sudden we have PS5. And so I feel co- I feel so... Behind the times. And I just, and it's, it's like the cell phone thing. It drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like I, I can't buy anything, spend good, good, hard earned money. It's, it's obsolete. It's trade, and I buy something, and then, like, within three years, it's already it's obsolete. It's PS, PS4. Gee, Grandpa. How behind the times are you? And I don't care. I'm, I still have a PS3, too. So There you go. Take off, hosers. I don't care. Take off, Sony. I'm take still, off. I'm still playing my PS3 with my all-pro football game where I can put John Elway and Barry Sanders on the same team and there make my own team. There you go. Yeah. Or I could have Otto Graham as my quarterback if I want to. How do you like them apples? And the graphics look like they're from, like, 1989. But that's okay. But that's that's the cost of doing business. I want to stand my ground on some of this stuff. No, I am not going past a PS4. Stand on business. Until I see a PS5 at the store and I'm walking around and I'm going, damn, that looks good. That's something incredible. Hey, if you can get it at a discount, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's my momentary wine on a Friday, which we normally do on Wednesday with, with Talon Wine. All right, 826. Jim along with cake. And it's time for Where in the World is Tyler Francis? Where in the world Carmen San Diego. Where the hell is he? Well, I can't find him. He's not hide forever. I will find you. Yes, indeed. Your chance to win a case of beer today. New Belgian Brewery. Some fat tire for you on this Friday. Obviously, since it's beer, got to be over the age of 21. And What if uh, Kool-Aid made a beer? Oh, they probably have already made a hard seltzer by now yeah. if they haven't already done yeah, that. When- yeah, okay, that's nothing. Quick complaint. I know okay. we're in the middle of we're in the world's Tyler Franson. When I hear people call a cider a beer, because I was at an establishment and they're like, "Would you like another beer?" Like, well, no, I had a cider. To me, a cider's not a beer. Am I? Am that I, sounds I, like an old English. Am I onto something here that? But I, I don't. Maybe I don't in like. Know. Maybe in like you know, ye old town tavern outside of Liverpool, yeah. it could have been a yeah. It's to me, it's could a have cider. been interchangeable. It's but a cider, it's not a beer. Anyway, I interrupt and I apologize to All you, good. good sir. As I was saying, uh, beer today, fat tire. It is beer, not cider. It is from our good friends over at uh, New Belgian High Country Beverage. Must be over the age of twenty-one, and if you have won within the last two weeks, please sit it out. Otherwise, text in. With the correct answer to where in the world is Tyler Franson. And for today, we head to the southern part of the United States for this College Hoops arena and its festive holiday decor. Sure, we could mention it was once home to one of the greatest women's college basketball coaches in history. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the largest facilities ever purpose-built for basketball, blah, blah, blah. But the Christmas tree... 
Since 2001, its living Christmas tree where choir singers stand in it for nativity plays, that, that thing drew 60,000 people in 2007. Top that. Where in the world is Tyler Franzen? All right, so first correct answer wins today. Must be 21 or older. And if you've won the last two weeks, like Tyler said, you can't, you can't win again. So it's simple as that. Send your answer in right now. First correct answer wins on the team line. 970-242-1340. Coming up, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. Talk some abs. Talk some River Hawks hockey as well. That's on the way. On the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 8.32. Jim along with Kate today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Great to have you along today. All right. Joining us from River City Sportplex, runs the River Hawks Youth Hockey Program. He's our resident hockey expert, along with Connor McGahee. Can you, are you okay with sharing sharing that title with Connor? I didn't know I was, I was sharing it, Jim. So. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to break that to Connor. Connor. You know, that, Connor, I'm sorry that uh, you're our backup he did, hockey expert. He did really well as the Broncos PA this first season. I went down there for a game, and we were me and my buddy, who's another hockey guy, were sitting there, and we're like, is that Connor McGee? Yeah. The guy, I don't, think he's, I don't think he sleeps. I don't. I, the Avalanche I mean, yeah. PA... I can't remember his name. Alan Roach. Alan Roach. Did the Super Bowl this year. Alan Roach does a lot of big events. He's done the Olympics. Alan Roach does a a, a ton of big events. I did. Yeah. Well, so Alan Roach used to be the Broncos PA, and then he became the Minnesota Vikings PA, but still does the Avalanche. And the Vikings. And the Vikings. He flies. Yeah, I learned this as well. He flies to and from. He'll like do yeah. an Avs game, and then he'll fly uh, Saturday night to do the Vikings game on Sunday. Yeah. That's crazy. And this is my favorite part about him. He's the voice of the trains at DIA. <laughs> he is. Oh, really? If you ever, when you get out, if you're ever flying Please out of DIA. watch your step. If you're ever flying out of DIA and you go get out of security and walk down towards the, towards the tunnel where the trains are to get into the concourses, the voice you hear is that of the train is arriving. That's Alan Roach. Oh, wow. Because I always knew, I remember, I remember, hey, welcome to Denver. I'm Peyton Manning. (laughs) Yep. You know, I remember all those. I didn't realize Alan Roach was the trains guy, though. Hold on, please. (laughs) And uh, Alan Roach was the sideline reporter for KOA for a while in the Broncos broadcast. Oh. When he wasn't doing PA, which was just always weird to, now I'll go down to Alan Roach. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) It appears that Peyton Manning, like, I mean, you're just like wow. I mean, he has like the voice of God. Yeah. Like if they were, if they, if you needed like pretty much for God, Alan Roach. Alan Roach is your is your go to guy. Morgan Freeman, right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those are definitely voice of God caliber guys. The late John Facenda. Yep. The wind is like a raider. The autumn wind is a raider. Yeah. Thank you. You nailed that more. That was pretty good. I was about to say. <laughs> And all the, all the, of course, all the, the classic NFL theme songs like this. The Minnesota Vikings 
went into Green Bay on a mission to win the NFC Championship. And I mean, that was it was great stuff, fantastic stuff. That's good. All right, um, you guys been busy with Riverhawks, uh, Cap Rock Academy, and the, the JV. Uh, state tournament as well. Let's start with the Caprock Academy Eagles and what they're doing right now. Yeah, so they're down in Westminster playing. Uh, it's it's kind of like a JV playoff. There's no JV playoff for Chassa, for hockey at least. Um, so they're in this JV tournament. They won 5-1 to one yesterday. Uh, they play again at 11-15 this morning. Um, they're doing well, so so we'll see how uh, how they kind of keep the train rolling this weekend but i hope for them to to win and and win that jv tournament and be the best jv team in the state this year so so where are you once again in terms of the varsity route if that's because i know that's that's getting up here to where I, you have to make a decision on correct that. it you know i it's looking like we could potentially field a varsity team next year you know and this is not a guarantee that's going to be the decision, but it, it's leaning that way. I think I think so. Um, I'm not the ultimate decision maker in all of it. Dan Salazar, the Caprock AD, uh, you know, Coach Wilkins. Um, I get to obviously have a, be, be kind of more of an advisor role here and help them kind of understand maybe what we're looking like. But, yeah, I mean, anytime you jump from a JV competition level to a varsity competition level with the same players um it's going to be difficult but again i think this is a situation where we have a good team right now they're potentially the best jv team in the state we're going to retain a bunch of our players we're losing about five seniors i think four and we're still going to have mid-20s of uh high school eligible hockey players next season two good goaltenders it's kind of i think an appropriate time to even to to make that jump um and anytime you make the jump you're gonna have to rip the band-aid off at some point too so i mean it's it's kind of like hey do we want to do that now do we want to wait um and that's been part of the conversation as well as some other things to make a varsity program feasible like will we have enough for a developmental jv team uh you know, what's our budget look like? You know, what other uh, competitive programming do we need to include to the players, such as weight room, uh, off-ice training, uh, summer training with the sport? So all of those are kind of key components in it. Uh, but again, I, I really, you know, I really hope that we just put the kids in the best position to succeed. We want to try and play at the highest level of competition that we can um and with a mixture of all those things you know we'll we'll come up with the decision to potentially play for a varsity at the in in ice hockey here in grand junction but that'd be such a win yeah in our fourth season next year to even you know to to be able to do that just four years into this operation we've been doing you know to potentially have a varsity hockey team um I didn't see it within the first five years. I know we, we, we've talked about it before. You thought, you know, like five, six years, it, it might take that long for it all to come together and for it to actually start. I mean, not just the whole, but moving from, from inception to being a varsity program just to get it up and, and, and heading in that direction. So it's been well ahead of schedule, I think, and what's your, your anticipations? Your anticipation was, uh, Jackson, of where things were going with a varsity program. Uh, so you had the Riverhawks. Uh, they they were on the road. You guys were playing yep. some hockey 
uh, out of town. Yeah, we had our WCHL Western Colorado Hockey League League playoffs last weekend. Um, teams did well. We're, we're still working on it, right? We unfortunately weren't able to win any uh, league titles this season, but you know, hopefully next year we'll, we'll just keep growing and keep getting better, uh, keep working, keep coaching the kids up. Um, but we had our 13- and 14-year-old team go down there, and they lost to Vail in overtime. Uh, we were able to knock out uh, Steamboat out of out of the deal, and these are kids who were kind of play JV, uh, they're eighth graders, um, so right before the, the high school, and so they played really well, and we uh, lost a Breck by one goal as a double elimination tournament, and that kind of kicked us out, but, you know, um, super fun times. Kids, kids are having a bunch of fun doing league playoffs. We still got... Uh, tournaments for a couple teams this weekend tournaments for some teams next weekend and then we'll kind of be wrapped up um after this first weekend of march out here so you know we're, we're super excited kids have had a bunch of fun um you know and and so yeah it's it's always a good time to kind of go around colorado you know especially at the end of the year and compete against these teams and we still have a lot of novice and beginner hockey players so it's so fun to see the gap close at the end of the year um, from where our team started versus, versus where we're ended and, you know, just continue to grow year on year. Do you have another learn to hockey coming up any, or learn to play hockey coming up yeah. anytime soon? So we our learn to skate and learn to play programs go throughout the annual calendar year. So we will have learn to skate and learn to play upcoming. Our spring sessions, I believe, will start at the beginning of April okay. um, or end of March. Uh, we also have a uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, Mile High Mites, which is a learn-to-play program through the Avalanche where I think for $250, you get six sessions on the ice and all of your equipment is paid for within that uh, registration. Price. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, a helmet and a pair of skates are 100 bucks each right there. So, um, And you get to keep all the equipment, um, the six sessions on the ice. I think we have about a week or so of... Uh, potential signups for that left um you can find more information at rivercitysportplex.com or by calling us or swinging by to pick up a flyer uh, but that learn to play is also we run that twice a year i mean that's the one the kids get to have a little mile high mites jersey uh you know they get all their equipment and we get to go out there and play around so that's always a good one um and anyone just you know again in the spring and summer we'll have our learn to skate we'll have our learn to play those don't stop just because the hockey season winds down um so if anyone's willing to you know want to want to learn or skate throughout the spring or summer we'll be we'll be there so rivercitysportplex.com uh, if you need more details does that once again does that require registration for that it does okay so you need to go to the website and get <clears throat> get signed up there and add all that info's yeah, uh, right. They're easy the, for you to find. The Mile, the Mile High Mites ones through the Colorado Avalanche, but uh, also the anything else that we offer through our facility can be found at River City Sportplex. The Mile High Mites can also be found there as well. Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, with us today uh, on the Team Sports Network. Uh, anything else coming up you want to let people know about that, that's going on at River City? No, just you know, we're just you know having fun, enjoying the last bit of the season here. You know, adult hockey league's been running really well. Um, our learn to curl and our curling leagues have been filled and running really well. And we still have are offering learn to curls um, along with our other programs that we're offering throughout the year. Um, yeah, you know, it's just we're just excited about the abs, you know, hopefully going to make a playoff run. Um, you know, we, Mesa season wrapped up the Caprock High School season's wrapping up. The, the kids are wrapping up. So, you know, we're, we're kind of slowing down. It'll be nice. Uh, 
I think I'll be able to take a day or so away from a hockey rink coming up here. And in a week look at and that. Half. The weather's looking nicer. I know you want to get on the golf course well, a little yeah, bit. This so. morning, this morning is definitely a very pretty morning. So I was, yeah. I was uh, potentially already thinking about that on the way, uh, yeah. on the way over, Jim. Maybe uh, <laughs> picking up the sticks and going out and uh, uh, maybe uh, whacking around a little bit. You know, you never know. Never know. No. <laughs> you're not you're not done with the season yet so no, yeah, we still, 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 we still got you. a week and a half uh you know i'll be coaching our eight and unders in aspen this weekend man those kids are fun uh the little the little kids just going out there just skilling it up and having some fun skating fast it's always fun to see a little six-year-old kids skate faster than like some of the uh parent coaches and adults <laughs> out there that's great so, oh dude they just fly by on the ice and they'll just slide into the wall because they don't know how to stop or <laughs> don't want to stop but they're all padded up and so it's oh, okay yeah these kids are nuts man like the hockey kids are crazy they they'll just fly into the wall and you're just like well that kid's hurt and then just pop up yeah She's nothing fine. smiling they're yeah. smiling yeah <laughs> i know if it was if it was any of the rest of us we'd like oh i know get a stretcher to carry off the yeah, ice dude, probably. these kids these kids are just like hitting the ice hitting the wall and they're just like popping out right like, oh sweet coach that was great coach yeah can we run a hitting drill I'm like you're you're nine, dude. Come on, let's, let's not do that right now. No, it's, no. No, not, no, not at this point in time. No. Uh, uh, you mentioned the Avalanche. Uh, a couple of uh, very impressive wins. A win against Dallas the other night, 5-1. to one, And then uh, going to Chicago and get Chicago's last place team in, in the Central. But Connor Bedard's had a really good start to, to his uh, his NHL journey. Uh, but the Avs go in there and win 5-0. McKinnon, 100 points and something that I hadn't seen today. And I appreciate you bringing this up. All the incredible talent that they've had with a Joe Sackick, a Peter Forsberg. I mean, the, the list goes on and on of um, Milan Hayduke, and you, you, I can just you know, list off a ton of guys who are incredible talents. Nathan McKinnon's the first ab to have back-to-back 100-point seasons. Yep. That's that's remarkable. I mean, because you, you think about all all the players, all the the amazing talent that they've had. He's the first guy to do that. Yeah, he... um fourth franchise player to hit 100 points um or bat yep i don't know i'm trying to i'm trying to read the stats okay <laughs> i know some sometimes i just struggle reading these uh math is hard tidbits. it's okay <laughs> math is hard trust me 100 all right no uh you know so he surpasses 100 points in his 61st game the fastest abs player to reach the century mark second fastest player to 100 one game behind Peter Stasny, 1981-82, who did it in 60, it looks like. Yeah. So, Max on just an unreal pace. I mean, he's playing well. Um, you know, the, the team the team's looking a little better. Parise potted a couple last night. He's been, that's been a sneaky good acquisition for yep. them. Yeah, right. right around the all-star break, they, they got him. And, you know, the feeling is maybe best days are, are behind him. Right. Certainly being the kind of elite player that he was. Yes, that's probably the case. But there's still going to be those moments like last night where it's a couple of goals. Uh, you also had it was a Ross Colton, yeah. Ryan Johansson. They had not scored in the same game since November 18th. Oh, really? They've got to get something going. Johansson, yeah, we Johan- talked about, he's put, a lot yeah. of pr- he's put a lot of pressure on himself that he's got to start you know, contributing more on the offensive end. But when you when you look at you know, what Parisi with a couple goals last night, McKinnon a hundred points now with a goal and an assist last night, that Nachushkin's return coming out of the player assistance program, we expect to see him sometime in the very near future. Now yep. that he's out of that program, yep. 
that that's a huge almost trade deadline-like acquisition for Colorado. And and now, maybe with Eustace Hannon and the way he played last night, that maybe the Avalanche, when March 8th rolls around, next Friday, that maybe they're not shopping for a, another goaltender. And that's and that's and you the mentioned, question. You mentioned uh, Ivan Prostatov playing with the yeah. Eagles. I did look up. He's won eight straight now. And he was awful. He was terrible. He was terrible for the Avs. And then, and it didn't look like he was going to do anything even in the minors. And he got sent back to the minors and decided he knew how to play goaltender again. So that'll be interesting in itself. How bad do they need a second line center? Because that now may be bad. So that, that now seems to be a lot of the pundits feel like that's really where they need to to probably ad- address things at the trade deadline. So I did a little research. Okay. Found a couple guys. I don't know if you know any of them. We'll see. So we'll see. So one of the one of the first guys they're looking at potentially is Adam Henrique. He name he, rings a bell. He played. He most famously were was on the Devils when they lost to the Kings. I think the Kings' second or third cup on that run with Johnny okay. Quick and Kopey and Dustin Brown. Um, and he was on that Devils team. I think he's been playing for the Ducks. He has a he has a almost six million dollar cap hit, which I don't know how they're gonna find a way to sneak that in if potentially. But he's a second line center. Um, you know, I don't know if it puts them over the top, but it definitely would help and and get that puck distributed to Big Val or whoever they want to put on that second line. Um, so that's an option they're looking at. Another one, Alex Weinberg. Or Winberg, I think he's a Columbus Blue Jacket guy. Um, center again, he's probably about he's four and a half million. So again, I don't know where they're going to find the cap space. I mean, I think they were. If anyone follows NHL, uh, Chris Tanev, a defenseman, just got traded from Calgary to Dallas. Supposedly, the Abs were in on that deal a little bit, and a potential wrinkle was they were trying to get rid of Johansson's contract to free up some cap space. Right. But I don't think the Flames wanted Johansson in that money. So I killed the deal. And that, and that potentially killed the deal. Um, so we're going to have to figure out, you know, they're going to have to figure out what the heck they're going to do here. Because I, and, and the next name on the list, Scott Law, and every, a Flyers player. But like, you know, you look at this, like are, these guys aren't going to push them over the top. Right. Like the when we did when we went through all this, you know, with Kadri the year before they won the cup, it was like, Oh, well, this guy should push him over the top. Like this is a great yeah. acquisition. If he um, just stay on the ice. Well, right. Not yeah. get suspended, yeah, then which which he did in the cup think, run. He I was, was about to say and guy figured it out. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um and so yeah, and I and so I just I just don't know uh what they're going to be able to Sorry do. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, right, Jim. I know you get excited about Avalanche hockey. I do. I get very excited. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to have to see. I would love to see them be able to find a second-line center that's a 60 to 80-point guy a year, you know, and, and that'd be who we want. So, Well, hopefully that's the case. All right, if you want to learn more about River City Sportplex, rivercitysportplex.com. Jackson, enjoy the weekend. Oh, and good luck it. up at Aspen. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. All right, welcome back. 855. 
our uh, your conversation with Ethan Menzies coming yes. up next hour. By the way, I was just saying goodbye to Jackson. We got a little little distract between sidetracked between uh, getting my headphone cord stuck underneath my keyboard. Oh, I hate when that happens. Nearly jerking my heads my headphones off, as you probably heard a few minutes ago. I hate when that happens. Yeah, really bad. When, like snaps your. You pulls the ear back. Oh and yeah, it snaps you in the in the ear. Yeah, like somebody just slapped you in the side of your head. No thanks. No thank you. All right. So uh, hour three. Ethan Menzies, our Mav Spotlight coming up. Also Wrigley Field, Colorado Sports Trivia on the way next hour.